0: girlfriends episode number 68 when you're just too tired hello and welcome to girlfriends i'm danielle bean i'm a wife and a mom and i'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace balance and joy in family living this week we're talking about retreats travel divided motherly attention and ideas for how to handle life when you are just too tired are you ready for this let's get going Hey girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to another episode. I'm so glad you're here. Sorry if I sound a little funny. Um, This is another On Location, Lucky You podcast. Um, I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, sitting on the floor in a corner, (laughs) trying to get this episode in. Because, like I told you last week, I've been traveling quite a bit recently. And this is my one chance to get this podcast in, because I've got a real busy Monday morning going to hit me tomorrow. So I'm recording this on Sunday And I didn't want to miss getting an episode out to you on time. And I just happen to have this little microphone in my bag that usually I use with my phone for things like Facebook Live, and it's great for that. I'm not sure it's working so great for this, but it's the best I've got, and this is my one shot at recording an episode for you. So bear with me, please. Thank you. Um, like I said, here I am in Dallas. Um, never actually saw Dallas, but I've been in the airport several times. So um, I'm on my way back from Laredo, Texas, where I got to do the You're Worth It retreat this past weekend. How awesome was that? What wonderful women in Laredo, Texas. Just so warm, so welcoming, so excited to hear what I had to share, and such a positive group, and I got such great feedback from them. Um, I loved meeting Clarissa, who was the woman who organized it all. Great shout-out to you, Clarissa. Met some podcast listeners, which was so fun. There was one woman actually at the retreat. Maybe she's listening now. I cannot remember if I got her name, but she came up to me during one of the breaks in the retreat and said... Do you have a podcast? Because she wasn't sure who I was when she came to the retreat, but um, she subscribes to the Girlfriends podcast, and she thought she recognized my voice as I was sharing yesterday. So that was kind of fun and um, a neat way to get to meet somebody who actually listens to the podcast. Um, My voice is a little raspy, I guess because I didn't use a microphone yesterday, so I was talking kind of loud, and I'm feeling tired that's what we're going to talk about this week. It's no accident that I'm talking about being tired this week. Um, But, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about um, divided motherly attention. This came up in a recent conversation with somebody who asked me, what's the hardest thing about having eight kids? And I was, that came right off the tip of my tongue, you know, Um, divided motherly attention. It is hard to give good quality attention to each of your kids. And this is something I used to kind of you know brush off like oh you know my kids get all the attention they need like out of a sense of defensiveness or something when people would ask about it when they you know were wondering about how it works in a large family well it's something I feel more and more acutely as the kids get older because your big kids and you know this if you have older kids um, they don't stop needing you <laughs> they need you in different ways and it still takes your time and your energy and your attention and while I know and I've said many times mothers do have a limitless amount of love for their children, we do have a limited capacity of energy and time um, and attention to give to our children. So sometimes I do feel frustrated by that fact, times eight kids. I know that that isn't a reason, and I'm I'm not trying to discourage anybody from having a large family. I I know that this is God's plan for my family, and I know he gives me the grace to do it the best I can. But that really is um, something that I'm feeling particularly challenged about. I think it's especially the fact that I've got kids in different stages of life right now. Um, When they were all little, it was like the kids and they all had very similar needs, and I could meet many of their needs all at once inside the four walls of my living room. Uh, But now, I've got kids in lots of different places, some of them many miles away, that need me in different ways. And I want to be a good parent to my older kids, um, as well as still be fully present to my younger kids who are still in my home. So that's a way that I'm feeling particularly stretched um, recently, and probably all of the uh, travel that I've been doing recently, hasn't helped and they be the tired which we'll get to also probably hasn't helped but i just wanted to kind of throw that out there some of you moms of older kids kids in different stages large families blended families i mean i i know some women who really balance that um, you know in, in beautiful ways despite the challenges and maybe i can do a future show on that topic I think there's a lot that we can explore there and um, I'd like to maybe share with some other people and even share with younger moms so that they're, they're prepared for the changes that uh, lie ahead and as well as just selfishly benefit myself from some of your wisdom and your experience. So, you know, give me, give me a, um, an email or a voicemail or whatever if you have some thoughts to share on that particular topic of multiple kids, multiple ages and stages of life and divided motherly attention and the challenges that come with that. All right, so I have to fast forward on to this week's topic because um, my flight's boarding in about a half hour, so this is going to be a little kind of quickie episode, Um, but I did want to talk about what to do, ideas for ways to handle life when you're just too tired. Now, I told you I... Uh, this past week, I went to St. Louis for the National Catholic Educators Association conference, which was great. We got to give out these Innovations in Catholic Education awards to some of the readers of Today's Catholic Teacher magazine. I got to hang out with Sarah Reinhardt. I mean, there's so much positive; it was so good. But I got home and was just home for a day before I had to turn around and leave again, um, heading to Texas for this retreat, which was a wonderful opportunity, and I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to do that. But all of that comes with a cost in tired, (laughs) and I felt it especially that one day that I was home, that one night that I was home, um, it was really hard for me, and I got you know, I've told you before how it's tricky sometimes between um, my family and me, but especially between Dan and me, when I'm getting back from a trip, it's opportunity you know, it's just rife with (laughs) tension and opportunity for fights to occur or misunderstandings, and Dan and I did have kind of a texting misunderstanding while I was on the road, and things were fine, especially on his end, things were fine when I got home, but I somehow managed to make things dramatic in my own head, and only after the fact. I, I'd love to be able to see these things in the moment, but only after the fact, and after I had gotten a good night's sleep and you know spent some quality time with my kids, was I able to say, and I did say to Dan, but actually see for myself, that so much of that was just because I was so crazy tired it wasn't a big deal at all. It, you know, I caused drama because I felt this drama in my own mind, in my own heart, that wasn't even there, it wasn't real. I, you know, and I told Dan that the next day. I was like, you know what? Ninety-five percent of that was me just being crazy, tired. I can see it now, and I'm sorry. And you know, he was very gracious, and, and it wasn't this big dramatic thing on his head. But like I said, it was mostly in my own head. So. You know, tired makes us like that. And it's so hard to see in the moment. And I think of my little kids, like, sometimes, you know how, like, a toddler gets overtired? And you can see it so clearly. You're like, he missed his nap. He's going crazy. He's been dragged all over today. He's, you know, totally wired and tired and just out of control kind of behavior and just miserable. And, you know, I remember my little kids when I would tell them sometimes, oh, you're tired, you know. And no, I'm not. They would just absolutely reject that. And I think we do that as grownups, too. Um, Maybe not like that exactly. Maybe not in a tantruming way. Maybe. Maybe you're doing a tantrum. I don't know. Um, I thankfully avoided the tantrum this time around, but, uh, you know, still it was a challenge. But, you know, I think we kind of deny it or we don't recognize it's the tired, however obvious it is. Like, I haven't slept. You know, I I got up at 3 in the morning and got on an airplane. I've been flying all over and whatever it is, just that level of tired, I think, like it's a consequence of that level of tired that you don't see it for what it is, and you can think something terrible is going on or um, cause drama in your own relationships that is absolutely unnecessary. But a good night's sleep perspective is everything. But it got me thinking about those times in your life when you are extra tired, and you know maybe kind of forward thinking on my part in the future. And, you know, it's obvious. I, I could have seen very easily and predicted that I would be that level of tired, um, you know, well ahead of time. But I didn't. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe now and maybe by sharing about it on this podcast that will help me have a good perspective in the future and kind of make accommodations for those times when I'm feeling extra tired. So, um, want to share a few different ideas for when you're extra tired or when you're anticipating being extra tired. The first thing I want to share is cross some stuff off your lists, okay? We've all got these lists. We've all got these, like, basic standards we think that absolutely must be done for life to go on. But if we're honest, a lot of that stuff is actually not necessary. So, um, you know, let your floors be dirty. That's a big one for me. It drives me nuts. We have mostly wooden floors and, you know, we we live on 10 acres and it's mud season. So a lot of stuff gets tracked in, especially this time of year. And I just want to be getting up and sweeping the floors and vacuuming the the rugs all the time. Um, It's something that really bothers me when I notice it. But I don't necessarily need to be doing that when I am super tired. Like, is that what I should be focused on? Is that going to start making me feel even more tired? Maybe resentful of my family who didn't notice the dirty floors or that kind of thing. And it might not be dirty floors for you. Just whatever it is that's on your list that you feel like is absolutely necessary. Maybe skip an errand, something that you normally do. Maybe find a way to, um, you know, not do a a certain carpool or um, this is a good one lower your standards for dinner, <laughs> lower your standards for what your children are ingesting just for a day. They're not going to die. They're not going to die if, you know, if you do takeout or if you go through a drive through Just, you know, those kinds of things are unhealthy habits, but Habits is the key word there. Like an exception once in a while when you're really tired, getting a pizza instead of having to make dinner, or if that's not in your budget, um, doing something that's like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or cold cereal or frozen waffles for dinner, you know, just lowering your standards for something that isn't necessary. Like be honest with yourself about what you are kind of requiring of yourself that maybe isn't really necessary. You know, be honest about what that might be. Okay, so besides crossing some stuff off of your lists, when you're feeling extra tired, when you know you're extra tired, when you know you're lacking sleep, um, ask for help, especially if it's not a chronic thing. You know, I know we all have stages of our lives, especially with babies, where... It's just like, I never sleep. And I know I felt that way. That's a different thing. I'm talking about like crisis mode, like, you know, your family's going through a stomach virus and you're not getting any sleep, or you are traveling, or just, you know, hard deadlines at work or with your husband's work, or um, whatever it is that's going on that's keeping you extra tired, um, feeling extra ragged around the edges. During that time, ask for extra help, especially if it's extenuating circumstances. People will be willing to pitch in, whether it's with childcare, help around the house. Um, running an errand for you, you know, picking up something on the way home from work that you normally don't have them do, running a carpool that usually is your responsibility, that kind of thing. Look for ways to just ask for help. And I think, I, you know, I was thinking recently of doing an entire show about asking for help because it's such a complicated thing for some people, myself included. Like, when we need help, there's some part of us that rejects the very idea, I guess, out of pride, out of defensiveness or insecurity. Like, We reject the idea that we even need help and we don't want to admit it. So it can be really hard, but there's such grace in allowing somebody to help you. And I have found there are lots of people who are ready and willing to help and it can be a real blessing to them if you practice that humility. Let them know you need them. Let them know how grateful you would be for them pitching in in some way. Make your life easier. Help you through this rough spot. So, you know, consider asking for help with something that you don't normally ask for help with you know Um, and like I said this is this is for those circumstances um, where it's a kind of a crisis situation where you're extra tired where you have like um, extenuating circumstances and I think that can really help with the getting yourself to ask for help kind of thing where you can say you know I'm not asking for child care help for the next 12 weeks or the next 12 months I'm asking for some help can you watch my kids on Thursday afternoon for three hours. You know something like that um, I think people are much you could feel much more comfortable asking for a, a favor like that yeah. and it's a good starting place and people are much more willing you know it's not like a major commitment on their part um, it's a one-time kind of deal and that can make everybody more comfortable if you are experienced chronic tiring if you are experiencing chronic tiredness That's a separate issue um, that needs to be addressed in separate ways, and um, maybe I'll get some feedback from some people on that topic, so um, I might do a future episode about that, because it it truly is something that I think a lot of people do struggle with. Okay, and the third thing I want to mention, and this is going to sound like a no-brainer probably to a lot of you, but like I said, when you're tired, you kind of miss the no-brainer stuff. Somehow it's not on your radar screen, like the stuff that other people, like maybe it's obvious, and maybe it's obvious to you outside of that situation or after you get that good night's sleep. But here's the no-brainer, make sleep a priority, okay? Can you do this? Uh, How many of us have ever been so tired that we say, I'm too tired to go to bed? (laughs) I've done this. Oh, I'm not too tired to lie here and turn on Netflix or scroll through my phone. And you know, even though most of my responsibilities are done for the day, I'm, I'm just too tired to go to bed. Well, that's dumb. Okay, make yourself go. Make sleep a priority in some kind of way. Even if it means giving up some of the fun stuff, like um, it can, you know, be like that Netflix or like scrolling through your phone. Like this is my only downtime. And sometimes we're reluctant to give that up. Um, but when you're feeling extra tired, when you're in that crisis mode of extra tired. That's when to give up the, the fun stuff, at least for now. You know, it's this, just this one time. You need to make sleep a priority. And that might include, you know, sneaking in a nap. I know, crazy, right? Oh, could you actually have time for a nap? Yes, you could have time for a nap. Five minutes even. You know, sometimes when I'm driving and I'm feeling tired, I used to use um, five-hour energy and I still do (laughs) sometimes, um, it works really well, but other times, um, I'll just pull over somewhere in a, you know, safe spot, lock the doors and set my timer on my phone for like five or 10 minutes, lie back and go to sleep. And that little power nap, yeah, it's not making a huge difference in your sleep deficit, but it makes a huge difference in how you feel for the next couple of hours. And, you know, it, it, helps me to be, you know, more alert when I'm driving. Um, less likely to be falling asleep I feel like it makes me a safer driver Um, that can make a big difference in your day if you can find five or ten minutes you know make some concessions like you know that you're gonna let the kids use the tv or watch netflix or play video games or something that you don't normally allow you know on a regular basis or whatever to be able to sneak in that five minutes or if you work Maybe you could um, use your lunch break to take a nap somewhere in your office or um, in your car or <laughs> at the park, wherever you can possibly just rest, close your eyes, just relax your body and get those, like, five minutes of sleep. It can make a huge difference in how you're feeling through the rest of your day. Just try to sneak that in. If you can get a longer nap in, so much the better, you know? Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, five to ten minutes can make a huge difference as well, so it doesn't have to be that you have time to, you know, head upstairs and lock your bedroom door and go to sleep for 40 minutes, you know, it, you can do it for um, five or ten minutes, and it'll make a huge difference to you. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, sorry for the interruption, part of the interruption, um, through the magic of podcasting, I'm now in Charlotte. <laughs> I... Uh, My last flight boarded earlier than I was expecting it to board, so I packed up a little early. So I'm going to continue here while I'm waiting for my, yay, last flight of the day. It's a lot of airplanes, and we had kind of a crazy landing because there's a thunderstorm going on here in Charlotte. So um, glad to be here, glad to have arrived safely, glad I have just one more flight to go. Um, So where were we? We were talking about taking naps, which I did on the airplane, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I had one more tip that I want to share for when life makes you crazy tired or when you anticipate life making you crazy tired and um, that is to watch your diet I know it's counterintuitive because you just want to reach for diet coke or the coffee several times a day or sugar I mean you never want a cookie or a brownie or a cupcake or whatever more than when you're tired because you know it'll give you that kind of boost a little boost of energy but It costs you in the long run, I'm telling you. It's not worth it. So kind of watching your diet when you're feeling super tired to kind of get you through that. Watching your diet perhaps more than you normally would. Avoiding sugar with a little bit more strictness than you normally would will pay off in the long term. It will help you get through that crazy tired time. Help you get through that kind of crisis mode where you're really, truly sleep-deprived and stressed out and just, you know, need a couple of days to get back to your normal routine. So watching your sugar but then the caffeine too that's the thing okay in the morning if you need a cup of coffee yeah to get yourself out of bed okay but do you know that if you drink caffeine throughout your day it really does affect your sleep at night it truly does and I've experienced this and you know research research shows that it really I mean even if you go to bed and you sleep for eight hours you can wake up feeling like you were hit by a truck has that ever happened to you it has happened to me, and you know, sleep can be disturbed by a number of things. But what it means is you're not getting the quality of sleep, you're not getting your REM sleep, you're not getting into all the stages of sleep that your body needs to truly recover and rejuvenate itself. So, if you're drinking caffeine all day long, maybe during those times when you've got this kind of crisis mode tiredness going on, um, where you know, whether it's over the course of a few days or a week or whatever, where you've got extra stress with work or you're traveling or sickness in the family, whatever the reason. Maybe set a caffeine curfew for yourself. I've done this with pretty much a lot of success Um, with regard to my sleep quality and um, not needing to take drugs to go to sleep, like taking the Benadryl, taking the Tylenol PM. That can be a really bad habit to get into, and, and those too can affect your quality of sleep. So rather than drugging yourself to wake up in the morning and drugging yourself to go to sleep at night, perhaps set a curfew for when you'll take in caffeine, whether it be that you, you know, all the caffeine you're going to drink in the day is going to be before noontime. That can work. Maybe three o'clock. Definitely six o'clock. Don't be drinking coffee or Coke or whatever um, later in the evening hours or just before bed. And I say this as a person who used to do that pretty regularly. I had a really bad habit of thinking caffeine didn't really affect me, and it didn't appear to, not in major ways uh, that I could point to, but I really do think it affected the quality of my sleep during those times where I was doing that, drinking coffee at night, um, which I still will do if it's like an occasion, if it's a holiday, if it's a party. I might have coffee with my dessert, but um, not on the regular (laughs) and not when you're in a sleep-deprived crisis mode for sure. You want to be sure that the kind of sleep that you're getting is quality sleep. So those are my tips for you for when you're just so tired, when you're too tired to even think straight like I was a few days ago, rather than make imaginary drama up and get yourself all worked up about it and not realize that your sleep deprivation and stress and exhaustion from from work is truly the cause of all of that, that it's an imaginary thing going on maybe hit that pause button and listen to these tips. So first of all, cross some stuff off your list. Reset your standards. They do not have to be what you normally are achieving for standards for household cleanliness, for mealtimes, for kids' activities, for your own activities. Cross some stuff off your list. Then do the hard thing and ask for help. Ask for help with something that you normally do. You know, treat it as a crisis mode and get yourself through that time. Um, Make sleep a priority, sneaking in a nap if you possibly can, whether you're at work or traveling or whatnot. working in that nap can make a huge difference in the quality of your mental state throughout the day, even when you're truly sleep deprived. And then finally, watch your diet. Don't use those tempting drugs of sugar and caffeine to wake yourself up. You know, it's just not going to be worth it in the long run. and You're going to pay in the long run. You're not going to get the quality sleep that you need to, to truly recover from your crisis mode. If you have a sleep deprivation story to share, perhaps you've caused your own drama recently. I would love to hear about it, if only to make myself feel better. Or if you have some tips to share for stuff that has gotten you through times of crisis mode, times of super busy, super stressed, super sleep deprived when you're just too tired i'd love it if you share them with me uh you can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com or you can always leave me a voicemail at daniellebean.com leave your comments in the comments section in the show notes at daniellebean.com or use voxer to connect with me just like our good friend david did once again this week let's take a listen
1: hey danielle david novicheski another great show uh, in the Greek style, Christos Anesti, Alithos Anesti, he is risen, he has truly risen Happy uh, Easter. Uh, very funny that you were eating so much candy you got sick. I did the same thing. I don't eat a lot of candy, and when I do eat a lot of sugar, it hurts. Uh, but uh, I was not able to make it past uh, the kids' baskets this year. Uh, poor Andrea, my gosh, that's um, so highly inappropriate to say to your daughter-in-law that she can't resist your son uh, so I can't, I can't imagine I'm still the only male listener out there, so maybe somebody else will come out of the woodwork. Um, But yes, I agree wholeheartedly. It's, um, my mom and my wife's uh, relationship has been challenged over the years uh, by some things, and it's, uh, falls squarely on my shoulders, uh, I think more than hers, to address a lot of that. Um, And so, you know, that's one it's not as if um this advice is solicited on family size uh or even that they're doing something immoral right i mean it'd be one thing if you're saying hey look you're not you know i feel concerned because you're not disciplining your kids and they're turning into brats and i feel like i need to say something um it's not even that situation right it's 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 something so much more intimate uh so yes husband time to um as painful as it might be and and father or uh, son mother relationships are, are their own levels of complexity. Um, but got to step up there. But then too, I think, you know, Andrea, um, your advice was great to her uh, in terms of offering it up, uh, and really praying about this, right? This isn't a problem to be solved. Mom may never change. Um, but really asking our Lord, how do you want me to love this woman? Um, how do you want me to respond to her? Um, How do I do these same things to some other people's, right, in terms of perhaps judging um, rightly or wrongly things that they may be doing that are in and of themselves good, but not the way that I would do it. And so being sensitive to that, trying to see uh, you're absolutely right, that giving her the benefit of the doubt, I think, will go a long way um, towards giving the, the right context to her to even her snarky comments um, because seeing those come out of love, as opposed to she's just trying to dig me, um, will, will change the way that those comments are received. But then also really, um, really being honest with her about how hurtful it is and, and exactly the consequences of it. Not that I'm holding this over your head in terms of I'm going to punish you if you don't stop doing this, but I really, you know, when you're like this, I really don't want to be around you. And I'm just being honest with you. I'm I'm um, I, I'm hesitant to call you up because I know that, you know, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to deal with this uncomfortable situation. So um, I, I would consider you ask you to consider, please, uh, you know, n- not talking about these things. Um, one, because it's really none of your business, but two, because it's damaging the bond between us. And I don't want that to happen because you're a wonderful person in so many ways. That's a tough conversation to have. So I'll certainly be praying uh, for Andrea and and her mother-in-law and uh, her husband. Uh, I hope your Easter is wonderful. I hope it's warm down in Texas. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Thank you so much, David, for that feedback. Very helpful perspective and great advice that we should bring these things to prayer. We all have these kinds of sticky situations with relationships, especially with in-laws. But really, it can happen inside of friendships. It can happen inside of your own immediate family that you really just need to bring these things to prayer. And I love the way that you reference that, like, ask God, how do you want me to love this person? I have to think that that could really help to switch what your attitude is like toward that person. And God's going to really bless your perspective. Then he's really going to bless that prayer. He's really going to answer that prayer. What, what better thing could you be asking for than to know how to love one of his precious children that you are having difficulty seeing as a precious child in the moment. So, um, you know, I think that's really great advice, David. And and how awesome is it that one of our regular contributors here at girlfriends is guy. Um, And I like that you called out the other guys because I think there are some lurkers out there and maybe you'll pull them out of the closets. It's okay to admit you listen to girlfriends and it's okay to call in and give some of your feedback. In fact, it's incredibly helpful when you call in and give some of your feedback because we need to hear from a guy's perspective sometimes. I mean, girlfriends is all about women encouraging and affirming and um, just getting together with other women But it's also about balance and about the truth. And I find nine times out of 10, I get that balance and that truth and that helpful perspective, that kind of counterbalance to my own perspective from my husband. Because males see the world differently. We're meant to balance one another in that way. So um, thank you, David, for calling in and for sharing that perspective and for being man enough to admit that you listen to Girlfriends. I absolutely love it. Thank you for that. Okay. Okay. And last up, before I wrap up this kind of short and terrible sound quality episode, I'm again, so sorry for that, but it was that or no episode. So I hope you don't mind too much. Um, I want to give a shout out. Thank you to Kristen, who is our newest supporter of the podcast via patreon.com go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. It's a wonderful way that you can encourage and support the production of this podcast. If you appreciate what I do here, if you're a regular listener, really would like for you to prayerfully consider how you could contribute to its production and encourage me to continue writing it for free for everybody, including other people who may not um, have the budget right now to to support it financially. But I'd really appreciate your consideration of that. Um, One of the benefits that you get if you're a, uh, patreon supporter in any amount as little as a dollar per episode if you pledge as little as a dollar per episode qualifies you for our monthly hangouts together, where we video chat live, and anything goes in those sessions. Sometimes it's just me and one listener, and that's great. We get to connect really super personally. Sometimes there's more than one of us, and um, we just talk about whatever's on our hearts and minds, very much along the lines of the topics here at Girlfriends, but in a much more personal way. So a a pledge of any amount at patreon.com forward slash girlfriends, will get you an invitation to our next Girlfriends live video chat. I'd love to have you join us. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I look forward to next week. I want to um, have an interview next week because I think you've heard enough of me talking and I like to have a balance of the kinds of podcasts that we have here, and I'm I'm looking for your ideas, who you'd like to see interviewed here. So I'm calling for your feedback with regard to that. You can email me or connect with me on social media. Again, it's danielle at daniellebean.com. Let me know who you might like to see. Come on, girlfriends, and share a little bit of their perspective, whatever's going on in their world. And I'm open to everything. You know, I typically... You know, it's authors (laughs) for the most part or other podcasters who are very willing to share and um, be interviewed and they're really looking for that kind of opportunity to connect with the listeners here at Girlfriends. But I'd I'd like to have women from all walks of life and all different backgrounds who can bring different perspectives to the listeners here at Girlfriends and can take on a variety of topics. So if there's something that you've been wanting to hear about or a particular person that you follow online or in social media and you'd like to hear a little bit more from them or have an opportunity to Um, ask them some questions, let me know. Let me know who you have in mind because I'd like for the content of this podcast to truly reflect reflect what your needs are. And the best way to do that is is for you, you to communicate with me and share what those needs are and as we wrap up here for another week i just want to thank you for being here again your presence is truly a gift to me i love that you show up and i love that you listen and i love that you share all the ways that the podcast touches your life even in private emails some of which you know some of you will write to me and ask me not to share i'm truly privileged and honored to have that position in your life where you will entrust some of the you know most intimate things that are on your heart the things that you're struggling with um, i appreciate you connecting in that way but I also just appreciate those of you who are anonymously out there just putting those earbuds in your ear week after week and letting me join you on a walk or as you do your chores or as you work out. Thanks for being a part of what I do here at Girlfriends. You're the reason I'm here and I'm so grateful for your presence. So until next time, I hope you will enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy.